Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce. I'm Kerry Murdoch. Doing business on the internet requires the use of sophisticated software and complicated processes. Many of these innovative products have been patented. Google, Amazon, and others hold many hundreds of patents. But the U.S. Supreme Court may be about to greatly restrict the issuance of patents, and to help us understand the case at hand and its relevance to software and Internet businesses, we are joined by Lawrence Hadley. Mr. Hadley is a seasoned intellectual property attorney and a partner in the firm of Hennigan, Bennett, and Dorman in Los Angeles. Well, Larry, thank you for your time today. Thank you. Larry, the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, heard arguments recently on a case that could affect the issuance of patents for software and other Internet processes. Could you explain this case to us and why it's so important? Well, the case you're referring to is called In Re Bilski, and the case involved a man by the name of Bilski who applied for a patent that covered a method of hedging risks in commodity trading. The claims were primarily directed to um, a method that would be performed on the Internet or by people using the Internet. Um, The Patent Office, uh, after several rounds of... um, back and forth between the inventor and the patent examiner, found that the uh, claimed method did not fall within the category of what is called patentable subject matter. In other words, regardless of whether the patent was novel over what's called the prior art, in other words, whether something was actually invented or not, uh, the patent office found that this kind of a method simply was not eligible for being patented. Uh, Mr. Mr. Bilski appealed that decision, and under the law uh, relating to patent office rules, that appeal goes directly to the appellate level, in the case of patents, to a court called the Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit. And the uh, Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit... um, issued a initial decision, um, but because this issue of what types of inventions, particularly methods, are eligible for being patented and what are not, is a fairly important question that had not been addressed by the Federal Circuit in some time, the entire Federal Circuit, uh, in what's called an in banc procedure or proceeding, decided to consider the case. And the Federal Circuit um, did so uh, 
primarily to, uh, in, in some respects, to address uh, the issue of whether what are known as business methods uh, can be patentable. Mm-hmm. And what the uh, Federal Circuit then came down with the decision, uh, Mr. Bilski then appealed that decision to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the, you know, much to the surprise of a lot of people, the Supreme Court agreed to hear the case. And when I say it was a little bit of a surprise, it's because the Supreme Court very rarely takes patent cases. And when the Supreme Court does, it's often to um, affect a change in law. They, very seldom will the Supreme Court take a case just to say that the uh, lower court got, got it right. And so uh, last week, uh, the Supreme Court um, uh, held the oral argument uh, on the Bilski case, and I think that um, most people think that a decision is likely to uh, come from the Supreme Court sometime in the spring. So the upshot of that, as I understand it, Larry, is as it pertains to our audience, our audience, e-commerce merchants, they use sophisticated software, sophisticated processes on the Internet. Some of our audience is developers. Am I not not being a lawyer myself, but am I asking the right question by saying there's a possibility that certain work processes that are web-related or certain types of software that aren't tied to a machine possibly will the court will possibly say those can be patented? Am I did I say that right? Uh, I I think it's more of the opposite. I, I think that the concern with the um, decision from the Federal Circuit, the appellate court, is that the machine or transformation test is so rigid that it uh, will be more difficult than it is today to patent methods that would pertain to Internet-related commerce. Um, I think it, it's, it's fairly widely accepted that um, a number of existing patents that uh, pertain to different ways of doing business or um, different uh, Internet-related inventions are now in jeopardy under the test that the Federal Circuit established. And uh, judging from the um, oral arguments by the Supreme Court, um, I, I would say that the Supreme Court, uh, likewise, is very skeptical as to whether those types of inventions really qualify for patents. Um, and uh, you know, the, the Supreme Court will – there are really three things the Supreme Court could do. One is say that the Federal Circuit is right. Uh, another would be to make it even more difficult to give, get patents on what are known as business methods – um, or uh, could make the test more lenient. But uh, since the uh, Bilski decision at the Federal Circuit, there are lower courts that have essentially said that the Bilski decision means that business methods are no longer patentable. It's interesting. What about the patents that have been issued based on a business method? Well, the status of those is that what has been patented is still patented. There there is really nothing that happens to those patents. But if uh, an owner of those patents, uh, one of those patents, were to try to enforce it against an infringer, then the uh, infringer could raise the argument in court 
that the um, patent is not valid under the new Bilski test because it covers ineligible subject matter and, um, and uh, ask the court to uh, find the patent invalid. In fact, um, I had a case uh, just uh, earlier um, this year in which uh, I did just that. My client was sued for infringement by a holder of a business method, and I argued to the district court that under this Bilski test, the uh, machine or transformation test, that the patent was invalid, and I prevailed for my client on that very ground. Now, that case is up on appeal, and whatever the Supreme Court does may have an effect on that decision. Can you think of an Internet-related activity or process that could be patented? If the Bilski, if the Bilski case holds, can you think of one that can be patented? The Patent Office is still granting business method patents uh, today under the new test. But, but what the Patent Office is doing is, is focusing on this particular machine test. And if the business method is written in a way that essentially takes a general purpose computer and through the description of the invention in order to implement the method would require reprogramming that computer or programming that computer into a particular machine that accomplishes the business method, then the patent office is generally allowing uh, those types of uh, patents um, and method claims. Uh, but uh, you know, the way I've explained it to people is, is what you really want to be looking for, and I think what the patent office is looking for, are, are method claims that are written almost like a software algorithm and kind of a step-by-step step-by-step instructions as to how you would have to program a computer in terms of an algorithm to um, implement the invention. Um, in terms of specific concrete examples, you know, I could think of perhaps novel ways of handling email um, that uh, would require specific programming uh, in a computer uh, to um, uh, to perform various steps, and it would help uh, also if the email were transformed into different formats. Um, but uh, on the other hand, simple or even complex ways, uh, known ways of doing business will not be patentable under the new test simply because you take that method and uh, take it from the brick-and-mortar world and put it on the internet. Got it. Does Google hold any patents that you're aware of? Uh, the last time I checked, I think that Google has uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 250 patents. Hmm. With those, without knowing the details of those patents, it's hard to say whether the Bilski case poten potentially leaves them exposed on those. Is that hard for you to say? Well, it, it is hard to say. I, I do know that uh, a number of clients that have patents in this area are going through their portfolios and uh, trying to determine what patents would likely survive a Bilski challenge and, and what would not. Of course, with the Supreme Court taking up the case, it's really anybody's guess as to 
what uh, rule we will ultimately end up with, whether it'll be a more restrictive rule or a more lenient rule. So I think a lot of those efforts are on hold, but you know, suffice it to say right now, um, one, of, one decision that any patent owner has to make before taking the step of asserting that patent against an accused infringer is whether that patent will survive a challenge under the Bilski test. Tell us, if you would, Larry, about you and your firm. Your your practice focuses on intellectual property. Could you talk a little bit about your firm and what it is that you do, what your practice is? Uh, sure. I, I've been practicing for close to 20 years. Um, I'm a partner at the law firm of Hennigan, Bennett & Dorman in Los Angeles, California. Um, we are generally a, a trial uh, firm. Uh, we have a bankruptcy group, a complex litigation group, and an intellectual property group. Our uh, intellectual property group um, handles uh, really a wide-ranging uh, variety of, of intellectual property matters, including patent, copyright, trademark, and, and trade secret cases. Uh, we, in the patent area, represent uh, both um, intellectual property owners, patent holders, uh, both large and small, and uh, we also represent um, uh, people accused of patent infringement. Um, and uh, we uh, pride ourselves on taking complex cases, but uh, offering um, innovative and and hopefully cost-effective solutions to those problems with a focus on the ultimate business goals of, of our clients. Um, and uh, in that regard, we consider uh, from time to time uh, alternate billing and fee arrangements um, and uh, try to focus a little bit uh, on the entrepreneurial side of the business. Uh, like a lot of our clients, we try to work with them and uh, come up with um, entrepreneurial solutions that make sense from both uh, our perspective and the client's perspective. Um, mm -hmm. one, one thing about uh, any intellectual property litigation is that it can be enormously expensive, and uh, we think we've come up with um, some various ways of helping clients with, uh, with that problem. Um, and we're able to do so because we are um, a bit of a smaller firm. We're about 50 uh, lawyers. Um, we have roughly a third that um, handle intellectual property matters. Okay. We have just a couple of minutes left. Uh, Larry, our listeners, as you know, are e-commerce merchants for the most part, uh, mainly smaller e-commerce merchants. Anything else on your mind for them as it relates to the Bilski case or intellectual property generally? Well, I, I would uh, follow the, uh, the case closely when the new decision comes out. Uh, for those, um, for your readers that have existing patents, um, before they decide to um, take any action on those patents, they would want to uh, carefully consider whatever new test the Supreme Court adopts. And likewise, uh, if they are thinking about uh, patenting an idea, um, they'll, they will need to consider the test carefully. And uh, on the other hand, uh, those in business who um, have patents asserted against them 
uh, in this area. Obviously, one of the first questions they're going to want to look at is uh, whether the patents that are being asserted um, can be challenged on, on the Bilski basis of not covering patentable subject matter. Okay. Well, Larry's firm, again, is Hennigan, Bennett, and Dorman. Larry, I believe you have a website of hbdlawyers.com. Did I say that correctly? hbdlawyers.com? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And Lawrence Hadley, a partner with Hennigan, Bennett, and Dorman. We want to thank you for your time today, sir. Well, thank you. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.